Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. From the Gotham Podcast Studios, episode 81 of the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, and returning for the second time this year. Hello. If you're listening, maybe you know that voice. If you're watching, you should know this face. Uh, It's Kimberly Martin, NFL writer. I don't want to, I hate messing up people's title. Senior, senior, senior. See? just like Howard Beck. I had to put the senior. I worked hard for that senior. <laughs> Do not. Yo, Howard Beck said that. the same thing. He, <laughs> he also said it made it sound. It made him sound old. So, but no, I just I, we're young enough that we're just like. Oh no, I'm I'm definitely still young. Yeah. Still young. Yes, <laughs> senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. How's it going, Kim? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, good. We're glad you came back and actually Absolutely. wanted to come back. Yeah, I mean everybody. Wants our first, I mean, our well, first why repeat guest. Everybody year. wants to come back, but not everybody can come back. Yeah. Listen, so I you're in a very special club. For my pe- well, yeah. see, twice in four months. I, that is that's that's impressive. That's love. Yeah. You won't see me again probably, but I made I made time <laughs> now. Let me just okay. Well, <laughs> well it's funny because we talked about that before. We're like, when we get you again, it's going to have to be uh, in the Ow. off season. Yeah, and we tried to get Kim here before the draft, but like things didn't work yeah, out yeah, with yeah, either yeah. our schedules. We yeah. just were too busy. Mm-hmm. But Kim had a little bit of downtime, which. I'm sure you needed yeah, <laughs> and need because been very bit. busy. Yeah. Um, how was the NFL offseason? Because since we last saw you, it's like a lot has happened. Yeah, man. Um, gosh. I mean, because it's crazy. People just think about, fans just think about the season itself. Uh, yeah. But it's like from January to February, you know, even in January, you got the NFL playoffs and then you've got like, you got the Senior Bowl, and then you've got the co- the Super Bowl, and then you got the Combine, and then you got free agency, and then you got the draft. So it's it's like, especially a place like Yahoo, where you know when you're a beat writer, you only care like who would the Jets target, who would mm-hmm. the Giants target. But mm-hmm. when you're at Yahoo now, it's national. Like, you got to be thinking about okay, Cardinals, 49ers, like how is the draft? You know, like Yahoo, we did a uh, we taped a mock draft show yeah. and going through every pick and it's like wow this is the first time you really have to that's been the challenge like getting a feel for not just the organizations that you're familiar with um, yeah. everybody else so it's been it's been crazy the off season is still happening I mean like yeah. I just got back from Cleveland last week and um, you know it, it's mini it's weird that it's like you just get the draft is like the beginning of the new season, but we still have so much time until training camp and yeah. meaningful games. Yeah, so. rookie camp and then OTAs yes. and yeah. mini camp. 
It never stops, man. Goodell has made this uh, so we never stop writing. So that's yeah. a good thing, I guess. I guess. I guess it's a I good guess. thing. But you're, gonna get, but you're getting a little bit of a break. So it's, it's, a little bit. It's good enough. Um, how fun was it doing those mock draft shows in Yahoo? Because it looked the production level looked fantastic, so it looked fun. I'm going to say thank you from my producer. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was fun because that podcast, it was our three NFL writers, myself, Therese Paler, and Charles Robinson, on the same desk as our college writers, so Dan Wetzel and Pete Thamel and Pat Forty. So you have those heavy hitters. We had a fantasy guy, Andy Barons, um, and we had a host, Michelle. Uh, so it was cool. It was cool. It was the first time I've ever had to do something like that, um, you know, big-time studio. and and But we all gave our mock draft predictions. And it's weird because you know that they're going to be trade-ups, trade-backs. Right. So when you're trying to do the mock draft, this was the first time I had to do my own. Um, so you know that this is the guy, if I were, if I was this general manager, this is the guy I would take, but you're also like, "Mm," but I also know some of these guys, um, you know, this might be the team that's just going to go after some kid because he, he might, you know, that boomer bust guy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this is the kind of team that would take a chance on that, you know? Um, so it was fun. It was fun. I definitely. How accurate was your mantra? (sighs) Because <laughs> yeah. that's because that's the question. Did you have Daniel Jones going to the Giants? I did, but I had him going. Really? To Giants. I did, but I had but him going at seventeen. Okay. Oh, like because you valued him. I don't like. I don't like that we don't account for trades and mock drafts, though. I will say that it's because it, uh, you know they're going to happen, especially they're in the NBA. Happen, right. And it's hard to even predict like which teams where, and where when. Trade. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's funny. A couple guys I mocked to the right team. Like, like I think Hollywood Brown I mocked to the Ravens, right? But not. But for some reason, I don't know if I had. Like, there's some guys that I had them mocked to the right team, but, like, at different picks, like the Raiders and stuff like uh, that. So, okay. so it's, it, you want to say, like, are you accurate or not? I don't know, because it really wasn't. Because you kind of the, are accurate, you but kind not of, but not right really. Spot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, I think that still counts, though, if it's a mock draft. That's a hard It's hard. How much of that, because this is interesting, because I haven't really thought about this before, but how much of that is you getting, you know, what you're hearing, information you're hearing from teams, how much they like a guy. So, for example, you had Daniel Jones, right, even though he went at six and not and it's not 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you kind of had how much they liked him, but the valuation of where they would actually take him was different. Hmm. It's funny because pre-draft, you heard a lot of – um, Dwayne Haskins chatter with the Giants. Yep. And I knew that the Giants were trying to oversell that. And that mm. that was them trying to make it seem like, oh, we really love this kid. We love this Haskins guy. We really love this Haskins mm-hmm. guy. You know, so... That's interesting. So, I thought Daniel Jones would be the target. Now, I figured Daniel Jones, he wasn't a kid that would start right away. I didn't the evaluations that I got on him and a lot of these quarterbacks besides Kyler Murray mm-hmm. a lot of these quarterbacks it's like depending on who you talk to like some a lot of people felt like Daniel Jones like it was like a couple people thought like he had the highest ceiling of the guys really of, right hmm. you talk to somebody else like he's a dog he he's no <laughs> he's no good he's a bum Da-da-da-da. and huh. you're like okay so you're kind of like where does he fit what in? the hell nice. and then you talk about Dwayne Haskins and people be like oh. By far, best best prospect in this QB class outside of Kyler, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody else, like, uh, 
yeah, okay, like when the pocket breaks down and he's got to make decisions, I, I'm not really feeling it. So it literally is every t- within every team there's disagreements on who, you know, between how the scouts see them, the GM and everything like that. But with the Giants, I always – I was always given the impression it was Daniel Jones. Hmm. Now, I thought at six, the Giants were a team that had a lot of holes that they had to fix. And at six, you can get a marquee guy, especially on the defensive line or edge rusher or something like that. And Daniel Jones, to me, it's sort of like you sold us on Eli's the guy, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me the priority is not getting uh, getting a starting quarterback right now that's what like you passed on the quarterbacks last year took Saquon Barkley okay this year we're gonna take Daniel Jones at six you know like I'm that was the correct tone by the way you know what I mean like that like I was sort of like wait what yeah I think but I think (laughs) right and even because your mock had him at 17 because see at 17 it tells me this kid's good we believe in this kid as a quarterback. Yeah. He needs some work, but he, he has the tools to be – because he's still a first-round pick, mm-hmm. right? So at six, though, I felt like – now, again, let me preface this by saying I am all for teams saying going all in on a quarterback. You may not be right. Yeah. So on some level, as much as I'm killing the pick, I, I like that – I mean, I'm not trying to. I just thought – I, think Daniel, I really to think analyze. they could have gotten him late. Like, I don't think they needed to use six on him. I but right. yeah. if you're telling me, as Dave Gettleman is, because I was there, I was at the Giants yep. On, yep. on day one of the draft, and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, full bloom love, you know, in love with Daniel Jones. Like, we saw him <laughs> at Senior Bowl, and I was like, that kid has it. If you're telling me that, we can argue over the scouting, yeah. and, and, and we can argue over – what you're seeing versus what I'm seeing, but I love that you love this kid. But it just seemed a little strange that you sold us on Eli. Still, we can still win with Eli. Da 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 da. And now at six, you've you've left yourself in a position where no Daniel Jones has to be the guy, and he has to be good because not only did you pass on a quarterback when you had Baker and you had um, Sam Darnold and you had Josh Rosen and Allen. So you pass on a quarterback then to wait this year, and then next year the quarterbacks are supposed to be better than this, this year. year's class. Yep. And not saying that they can't take a quarterback next year, but it's sort of like, what the hell? You could have yeah. used the six pick on a different – and now you look at that defensive line and, and edge rushers, and you're like, okay, well, who's getting after the quarterback? Now, taking a step back, if you're a Giants fan, maybe you feel like, okay, at least – Gettleman sees it like I've got the future of the franchise. I mean, he better shoot. shoot they look <laughs> exactly the same. So I mean, he's got. You know what I mean? He's got Eli. He's got Eli two That's what he's hoping. All right. Oh, let's. So I mean, he's got. If he's trying to sell fans on like this is part of the plan, okay, let's see it. But he's gotta. He's gotta be sure that Daniel works out People. because. I'm with you on Pe- that. It's six. People at six, are, he's got to be sure he's got. People work are out. saying that Daniel Jones looks like he would play Eli Manning in a movie. So <laughs> they literally. I Kim, mean, Kim, and his, Kim's not wrong. His introductory press conference. It like I think I even wrote in one of my columns like it was like looking in a mirror almost. Like you just see like the tall, <laughs> kind of lanky like mop of brown hair. It's like you know, 
Um, doesn't say too much. Doesn't I think say you too said much. Yes, yeah, like yep. he, you know, has a face. He ha- he handled Memeable it. Face. Yeah, he handled all the questions in a very ho hum sort of. Mm-hmm. This is what you say. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to make waves with anything I say. Oh, quarterback um, speech. You know. Yeah. Um. It's just. It's. It's almost like the same guy. So let me let me ask this because when I look at that pick and we talk about where they took him mm-hmm. and you look at Haskins. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't remember where you had him in your mock, Haskins Haskin specifically, or how you felt about him as a player. Because I feel like it's tough to ask the NFL writers when they're not looking at it in the same way the college guys. Are yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you're kind of just going off of what you know while watching the sport that you cover. Um, do you think there's any bias to why they made the Giants may have passed on Haskins there? The Giants have never had a black quarterback uh, as Gino. a starter. Besides as a starter, Gino, no. yeah. Gino. yeah. Um. Because I've seen this brought up in certain places. People bring it up. Yeah, and People I, bring I it think up. it's fair to question. Especially after all these years? Yeah. I would say so. People definitely bring it up. And people in, in league circles have said it. Like, hmm. non-Giants hmm. people have mentioned, you know. Hmm. No, they'll say it in, like, a conversation or a text message, like, you really think they're going to take, you know. Right. But <laughs> there's no, I mean. So people were down they would even take Haskins before the draft game. Um. Wow. Like, were they questioning, like, you really think this is going to go down? Or Yeah, you know, I've had people say, but it's almost in, sometimes you're like, is that in jest? You right. know? Right. And, yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't, that's a, that's a big accusation to, to lodge at a, at a franchise. Absolutely. But, um, there's a reason people wonder it, because there's, they have there's it. Data. There's data Yeah, that it's like they it. haven't, um. And Geno Smith being the one is kind of interesting. Yeah, and he, I mean, that situation, it was just not a good situation. Nope. Uh, He could, I don't think for Gino, going to another New York team, uh, you know what I mean, would have been good for him. Well, let me, let me, let me unpack that in terms of the taking out of the Giants, right? Because the the outside way of kind of looking at it too is like, you have this um, black quarterback who has some athleticism, but actually looks pretty decent in terms of throwing the ball as a pocket passer. Maybe I don't want to compare him to Jameis Winston, but kind of in that way. No, no, oh, Haskins. I was like, oh. no, 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 you should have reached across the table and slammed him. No, 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 because I, mean, no, I will say, why, covering Gino, he threw he threw a pretty ball, like he, he can did? throw. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we also stood in the sidelines and saw Tim Tebow throw the ball, and that's a whole other story. I also watched him hit a guy in the helmet with with a pass once. Um, yeah, anyway, that day. Um, Tim Tebow, yeah, yeah, oh boy, Dietrich Epps was that? I got yeah, and the guy like he threw it. A guy, I think, tore, tore his ACL in the play. What? If, I, if I'm thinking right, I have seen him hit a guy in the helmet. I'm trying to think in a game if a guy oh, got in a injured. Game? Oh, was it a game? I'm trying. Like, oh, okay. I feel like I've seen enough. Like, I saw enough throws in practice Tebow where I was just throws, like, but mm. it's okay. Tebow's moved on. He's moved yes, on to his other yes. sport. Yeah, so he's good about, for him. He's about to be a New York right. Met. Stop it. it. Like in the major league level. Stop <laughs> it. Stop. Texas MF. But what I'm saying, what I'm getting back to, what I was saying is, you got Haskins. He kind of, you know, sometimes we've seen it more athletic, can't get the ball downfield, can't stand in the pocket and throw, black quarterbacks get, you know, lower. We saw what happened to Lamar Jackson. Um, he ended up getting picker, picked a lot late, later. Haskins looked like he could get picked pretty high. Um, you thought a team like the Giants may, you know, may take him. He kind of fit the mold of maybe not those other not, quarterbacks. He's not super athletic. Like, he's not. Right. He doesn't fit that. That If there was going to be the black quarterback that right. – st- 
traditional that, pocket yeah. passer. This is the this guy. This is that your you guy. Yeah. But yeah, no. And all, then you take a guy. I don't mean to cut you off, but then you mm-mm. take a guy from from who played, you know, at Duke. Duke and yeah. I saw him play some of the ACC. And as a Pitt fan, I was not impressed with what I saw from him. To be mm-hmm. completely honest with you, and I don't watch a whole bunch of college mm-hmm. football, but I wasn't impressed with him. And I would say I was way more impressed with what I saw from Haskins. So I look at it like, why are you not taking Haskins? And I just wonder out loud, is race a the factor part? there? There, I'm sure there are people that there are people that that wonder the same thing. Um, I don't. I I haven't. Not for you to answer. Or yeah, say like I is, have. So. Like I I haven't gotten the indication that like there's legit where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Like like ding ding ding. That's the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like I didn't believe the Haskins hype. So to me, them mm. not take so them not taking him wasn't like a surprise to me. It really was like it's like, okay, they're gonna take Daniel Jones. I bet you if they're gonna take a quarterback, they're gonna take Daniel Jones. Daniel so taking him 2.0. at taking him at six though, that's why I was like, okay, we mm-hmm. are this is because now what what's so weird is like we're crowning this kid the Eli apparent, and Eli still – it's like – but we're saying that we can win with Eli. Eli can get us, like, we can be competitive with Eli. But we're also ushering in this new era with Daniel Jones, who looks like Eli's doppelganger. It is just, like, really – it's just really It's like strange. the football version well, of us. Well, what, have you, what do you actually think of Daniel Jones from an analysis standpoint? Not that you've, you know, seen what you've had to see and things of that nature. I mean, it's hard because – Again, I don't get paid to evaluate guys, right? Uh, college athletes and stuff like that. So, um, but I also know a lot of guys who get paid to evaluate college athletes, and they're not good at it either, right? Mm-hmm. So, wow, all right. you know what I mean? No, <laughs> no, not shocking. It? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. it's, it's like miss, you. Right? I mean, based on what I saw coming out, him coming out of Duke, like I was not overly impressed. Like I didn't like he's got. You know, okay, so he's got a decent arm, okay. Size, um, stuff like that. You know, if he's if he's super smart in the classroom and he can read a defense real quick and um, he can be accurate, okay. You put a good line in front of him, all right. I could see him being decent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like the... There are a lot of there are a lot of prospects out there. It really depends on the situation you go to. Yeah. So definitely. as much as. Um, you know, I'm not really sold on Daniel Jones, but my opinion doesn't matter as much as Gettleman's opinion because his job is dependent on Word. Daniel Jones. Well, Word. you know and, what I mean. And to your point, Dexter, those 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 noises of you know the Giants allegedly being racist, things like that, they're only going to get louder if Haskins is good in four years. And that's Daniel Jones that's it. I will isn't. say the interesting thing is Haskins being in DC, mm-hmm. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones on the Giants. You know, it's like. Theoretically, you could see these kids for several years playing against each other in the same yeah. division. That to me head to is head. really fascinating. It is fascinating, even though even though and, didn't Gettleman say uh, Daniel Jones is going to sit for a while, or at least that's a plan. Oh, he okay. So I was there for that presser. He said, yeah. "Oh, like we can. I mean, we might adopt the like Kansas City like Green Bay model. We, like sit for three years." On a we four-year like, contract? When you pick somebody a six? On right. a four-year contract? So, but here's the thing. What I, I feel like Gettleman, part of me is like, is he just screwing with the meat? Does he just enjoy that? Or is he just trying to give himself wiggle room every which way he possibly can? Because there's no way you take this kid at six and tell me he's going to sit for three years. Like, to me, that's BS. You know what I mean? I, I agree. Like, so why are we even going down that road of saying it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it possible? 
I guess anything is possible, but that's yes. not why you took that kid at six. If you took him at six and tell me you want to sit him for three years, then yeah. I will tell you you should not have your job. I wouldn't bet on Eli Manning having three years left either. No. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to say, and if he's trying to take pressure off the kid, to your point you made earlier, the pressure is actually already on the kid. Well, now, taking him at six tells me yes. that's the guy. We have no yes. questions. I am in love. Let's go. Yes, that's how I look at it. And that, I would say that, that about any first that to me, That to me there is the pressure, right? Like it's not – this isn't media created. This isn't fan created. That is it right there. You guys took him at six. Mm-hmm. I think when you, you had when you had two picks already in the first round and you take him with the first one, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like and over another guy who Dwayne Haskins, who we talked about, mm-hmm. right? So. Whether and, and and to Kimberly's point, it really does matter how Gettleman feels about him. He could feel f- higher on Jones than than Haskins. I happen to disagree based on what I saw, but again, I don't get paid the big bucks, right? To I do mean, that. he yeah. he's got a his plan has to work really, like. He keeps saying, he gets mad, like, oh, you guys, like, you know, people, I'll get the last laugh kind of thing because people want to say, I don't have a plan. Well, you know, I have a plan. Okay, well, his, we're going to see it. His big thing is basically wait and see. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite backpack broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. What do you think about Gettleman's plan and the way he's done everything from trading Odell uh, to, to, to where they're headed now with the draft and their offseason? What do you think of his plan? Because it's not just this offseason. It started last It started off-season. last year with, with getting rid of snacks and yeah. Eli Apple at the trade deadline and stuff and Vernon um, Olivier Vernon. Yeah. Uh, or you could say it starts with him taking Saquon. You know, you could say mm. the plan starts with taking Saquon. You get rid of high-priced guys, all defensive guys, uh, and then and then now you come into this year, you take Daniel Jones. I mean, uh, to me, all of the moves, including the giving Odell an extension and then trading Odell, like all of it together mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. Um, it didn't make sense to me to pay Odell the ninety million or whatever. It didn't with like sixty five guaranteed or whatever. It did not. I was not one of those people. In fact, I got a lot of crap from Giants fans last year because I was like, the Giants need to decide if they can win with Odell, right? Make a decision and then like stand by that. Tra- if you don't think you can win with him, then trade him by the deadline. Get rid of him because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Like. I feel like the Giants do a lot did a lot of this talking about like critiquing Odell in the like in the media, but then like when the media would critique Odell, they would defend him and it's sort of like, what is it? Like you're mad that the media is talking about his dehydration issues and IV or all the little antics that he does with the kicking net and the peeing like a dog. Like you're mad about that and you defend him. But then something else happens with Odell, mm-hmm. and then you want to send a message to him through the media. It's sort of like, just make a decision. So I'm not surprised that they got rid of him. I, I think a lot of people around the league were like, yo, they got fleeced on that deal. Like, they didn't get enough from the Browns. Yeah, I think they did. Um, mm-hmm. 
But if you're the Giants and you feel like, listen, we just kind of want to get rid of him, okay, but then why are we even giving him the money to begin with? Because he had three months of good behavior, I guess, or since the pizza and, and with the girl. Yeah, right. and the, You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. So wow. it's like... Like uh, to me, it seemed very ungettleman like to give all that money because the 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 thing about Gettleman is like he was the guy that players didn't like because he didn't want to pay big stars a ton of money. Mm-hmm. He didn't felt like he needed to. So to give Odell that money seemed like that's odd. Okay, I guess they think they can win with him. Then the rumors of they're looking to change. It's like, well, what are, what are we doing? Who who said Odell should get this money? Is that Mara? Did Mara say, like, let's just, maybe this is the thing. Giving him this money will make him feel like, okay, he'll have nothing to be, like, complained about anymore. And, you know. Did you think they could win with him? Uh, Prior to him getting the money. Uh, no. Okay. I did not think they could win with him because I didn't think Odell was happy. Well, I can. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? And he, mm-hmm. and, he, and he made that clear, right? He did. He, he did mm-hmm. make that clear. So. To me, it's sort of like, and you were losing with him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he hasn't won a playoff game with, since he's been a Giant. And and I'm not saying that's Odell's fault. I'm right. saying since Odell has been with the Giants, they went they went to the playoffs once, and they got embarrassed by Green Bay, okay. mm-hmm. you know, after the whole Miami shirtless thing and then running around shirtless in Green Bay pregame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so to me, it's like the Giants have lost with him. It didn't, based on the comments, if you listen to Shermer, like, I never got the feeling that... Shermer felt like, okay, like Odell is good. Like, I never got that feeling that everybody was on board with Odell. Um, I didn't get the feeling, like, I didn't get the feeling that Eli and Odell were great. And that was before Odell went out and and criticized Eli. Mm -hmm. So to me, I never felt like it was a marriage that worked. So find out what the issue is. Like, and so, so I felt like it was disjointed to give him the money and then say, I didn't give, we didn't give him that money to trade him. And then, oh, look, I think we they, traded him. Trade him. That, right. that, that, that does happen. That happened. We saw that happen with John Carlos Stanton, for example. We knew the Miami Marlins weren't going to keep him, and they traded him one year into a 13-year deal with, to the Yankees. I think that it's possible that Odell Beckham just got signed so then they could trade him like one or two years into the new contract. I guess, Kimberly, and I would put words in to your point, is that they – I won't say they lied to the people, but you kind of sold them a thing of like, hey, this guy's going to be our future, and then he's he's not. And I will say I do think you're right about the him not being happy, them not being yeah, happy with him. Yeah. He wasn't. I know that too. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. But to Gettleman's plan, if you're going back to all that, mm-hmm. it seems very, when I'm looking for the outside looking in at the Giants, it seems very dysfunctional. It seemed very disjointed, and it seems like... Person. Moves individually, you could explain, I guess, right? But when you look at the collective, it was almost like, okay, we didn't think the quarterbacks last year were good. Like, to the point, like, we aren't considering any of the, those quarterbacks. But this, knowing, like, last year, no good. Next year should be better. Should be really good. But this is the year we're going to get this guy. So, okay. I personally would not have done it that way. Yep. I personally would not have done it that way. But. Again, all that matters to Giants fans is that this man knows what he's doing. So hopefully, for the fans' sake, I hope for them, Daniel Jones ends up being the the Eli apparent because and stay stays in that in that gig for sixteen years or whatever it is. 
Because other than that, I mean, now you're just back to square one needing to find a new face. What do you think of the guy who went number one in Kyler, Kyler? Murray and, and what he can do for the, the Cardinals? See, I understood. I think the kid could be special, right? I understood why he, to me, for the Cardinals, that was one of those before Kings, Kingsbury even took the deal. Like, it's understood. Like, we're taking, we're hiring you, and that's our pick. Mm-hmm. So the Cardinals do, oh, what a, you know, we're calling around Quinn and <laughs> yeah. Williams and letting you're them like, know. You're like, nah, man, it's like, why are you down. wasting minutes? Why yeah. are you wasting people? Every NFL writer was saying that. It's just, like, what are we doing? Just, just, like, you don't, as, the NFL clearly wants intrigue, but you, as long as you don't say, we're taking Kyler Murray. You just don't have to do the extra stuff of like, who knows? We haven't made a decision. <laughs> I, like I like that. I like that. I mean, you shifty, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that was just stupid. Um, <laughs> what, but the, the, the I, shifty move? No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the shifting by them. That by them, like, China, like, they're going to, like, surprise us. And the fact that right before the draft, like, and some NFL writers were even tweeting like, oh, there's there's rumors that the Cardinals aren't even taking Kyler. It could be a surprise. And it's like, what are we doing? And you're like, yo, I know better. But it, it's just like, like it, it, this is the stuff about the draft that drives me nuts. But, I mean, to me, Kyler, I think he's, I don't want to say boomer bust, because I think hmm. the kid um, is could be really special, right? Are you concerned about his size? I am. I am. Um, But to me, it's like his ability to to just run around and his ability to escape pressure, like, they need that. Like, this was a team, like, he can mask a lot of issues on the roster. When you have a lot of holes, like, if your old line isn't great, like, okay, when the pocket breaks down, Kyler, you don't have to worry about him standing like a deer in headlights and being like, oh, shoot, what do I do now? Like, he's going to take off. Um... You know, there's always that that next level adjustment. And it's so defenses are unlike anything you've seen in college, whether you're playing mm-hmm. at an Alabama or a Clemson, like, yes, those are phenomenal programs. But on the NFL level, like these coaches, I mean, their job is desi- like they are going to stop you. So I think I like them picking him at one. It always made sense to me. I think he he has this the unique skill set as a passer, runner, just, like, shifty, athletic guy. Um, but the question, I know a lot of people question, like, okay, but does he love? Like, some some personnel guys were like, I wouldn't touch him because I don't believe he loves football. Because of his, in, because of his playing baseball before? That's, that's kind of and And it, it was never, like, same, same reason people, some personnel guys still kill Josh Rosen. Like, they're like, you know what? Mm. I don't want anything to do with him because... Like, it's that tennis mentality, that baseball mentality where it's, like, it's all about, like, everything. Like, it's my batting average. Like, it's just me in, Hmm. you know, like, standing there. And it's all about, like, do I make contact with the ball? Like, football, it's about, it's not, it can't just be about you. It's got to be about everybody else. When you're playing tennis, it's just you out there and the opponent. Like, everything hinges on you. But in Hmm. football, it's the complete opposite. Now, I hope. That both those kids, like, I think how the Cardinals did Josh Rosen, I think they did him dirty as far Mm. as they, I mean, not only did they do the phony, like, we're not taking Kyler Murray. Um, You know, at the Combine, they were like, you know, we, you know, Kingsbury was like, Josh, like, he's a smart guy. I could see him in our system. 
I mean, I guess you could see him in your system, but you don't want him in your system. Like, that's really, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, felt like they put out, the Cardinals had put out, like, a video um, of players or whatever, pitch, and, like, Rosen wasn't in it. And it's sort of like, yeah. and then mm. when people pointed it out, they, like, stuck him in. It was just like, yo, oh. just, just like, move, like, you know what I mean? And I felt. If you're going to be in, be all the way with, like, right. whatever you're doing. I, I just, people tell him it's raining. I feel like <laughs> players just want complete transparency and honesty you know um we get on players not we but i feel like a lot of fans get on players about loyalty and you're oh. supposed to play out your contract and you're Don't supposed to be all in <laughs> so organizations all are the ones who give out the contracts should they not honor the contract it's like they literally took him at 10 in the draft yep and had um steve wilkes as the head coach Mm-hmm. Fired Steve Wilkes, mm-hmm. and now they're on to another quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just. And why know? should Josh Rosen be made to look bad when all the stuff you just mentioned make the organization? I mean, why do I always like, tell you loyalty is overrated? He always says that. It, I mean, it it is from a sports perspective. That's what a, I mean. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Like if yes, you I'm not saying not to be like, loyal to the people you love. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, have that for fans. It's like Although. have that have that same energy when you're criticizing the teams versus the player. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. You know that bothers me. So well, a lot of people are just. It's weird that in sports, that's the place where a lot of people are for the. It's weird that people ride with the billionaires. Yes, one hundred over the millionaires. They have, so, yes, because fans have bought into the jersey. Yeah. Right. Instead of the we people, we just talked about this in the podcast. Oh boy, I went on a rant it, about it, this. It bothers me like no other because it's like these are because fans see athletes and think they all one the they mistake they they all think they're millionaires, which is it's bogus, not true, right. right? Right. But that's their concept. That's their misconception. Mm-hmm. So, that so it's like jealous. I would. I, I make, you know, however many thousands of dollars I make in my regular nine to five. Like if I made those kind of millions, you wouldn't like. I would show up for free. Like, I just love the game, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> but they're not taking into consideration that NBA and NFL, baseball, all different. Yep. All different. And to criticize NFL players on top of that, you know, that bothers me more because their careers, people think that they can play for 10 years. That's not true. Can I say this? Most of them Same play thing. like three years. Yep. Yeah. And once they're done, yep. what are they doing? Like you have, you may complain about that nine to five that you have, but you're you can work till you're sixty. Mm-hmm. Like these guys have a yeah. very finite yeah. window to make as much money as they can, and they deserve. They're not here because they should feel lucky that they got a job. It's like they worked for it. They yeah. worked for it. But the, the attitude is that they should feel lucky that they had that the from yeah. people. And, and that's, it's why, a privilege, and that's like, why a lot of conservative sports fans are very jealous of athletes yeah. and minority-driven sports. And it's funny. I'm glad you kind of brought this up because so it's way podcasts ago. <laughs> and I, this was way after we talked to you and you were last on here. And I think you wrote about this. And I, I think I remember reading a piece. You wrote about Le'Veon Bell and his situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can explain for our listeners, I think you and I pretty much were on the same page mm-hmm. in that we thought what he did and the, st- the stance, I guess you could say, he took, regardless of the money, mm-hmm. you may think he won or lost, was important. And there was a lot of criticism people and Steeler fans I talked to and people I know were like, oh, he shouldn't have done this. You know, right. How ungrateful is he to not do this? And then right. he went to the Jets. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on, on what he did and how all that played out? So I am all for – I'm somebody who's all for players doing – what's best for them, Same. right? Same. I, I want to say something real quick. If if people 
If people are so mad at people switching jobs, do you know how mad people would be at you? Yo, they'd be so mad at you. They'd be so mad at you. People are mad. Why? I, it's Kimberly Martin's life. I, told, I already told you it's jealousy. I, I, don't I already know if told it's that. you. Like Kimberly Martin had three no, jobs I, in like that, 18 I, months. I will speak for you. I will speak for you and say that it's jealousy. I don't know. All right, what some it people is. don't have options. Because you talked about nine to fives and regular jobs and not being a millionaire. And you were an example of somebody who had. I had a nine to five and I went. You know, but my thing is, I think it's. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's jealousy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. For each person, could be different. I I'll, think. I'll say it's in part jealousy. How <laughs> I, I think because I am counterculture. Like it, what I did is not. That doesn't happen in our business. It's like in the media landscape where jobs are few and far between. Right. There's a feeling of like we are lucky to have jobs. And this heifer is gonna walk around and jump from job to job. <laughs> I What's she it. doing? I was like jump, 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 <laughs> but jump higher. I think. But I think. It's all about leverage and it's all about right. understanding, doing what works for you, right? Yeah. And understanding that in this short time, this is this is the opportunity in front of me. Now for Le'Veon, yes. I don't I don't like I don't necessarily like some of the things he said or or how he's acted as far as like or things he says in interviews sometimes, like um, you know, I, I felt like the the end of his Pittsburgh run could have been handled better on yeah. his end and I also think I was also kind of ticked the players in the locker room was like talking about what's like in that. his pockets it's sort yeah. of like wait a minute I thought as athletes why are we not all sticking together why are you guys not sticking mm-hmm. together and saying like I don't listen rule number one we don't discuss what's in another man's pocket he's not here he's not here okay whatever mm. um, so I thought that was kind of I thought that was interesting and weird and unsettling right but at the end of the day I may not have handled the situation like Le'Veon, but as I wrote, man can do whatever he wants, and he should, because if he feels like he isn't respected, if he feels in Pittsburgh he wasn't making what he should have been making, and the Steelers are an organization where, um, you know, a lot of the guaranteed money, they like to put it up front in, like, year one. Like, it's not, like, year three you can get. You know what I mean? So I understand... Mm -hmm you know, guys that are there being frustrated by how they set up their contracts, right? Um, but really, Le'Veon, he's done this. So it's almost like, I'm not trying to compare myself to Le'Veon at all. But you make these so. moves, you make these moves, okay, now now go kill it. Because people are going to be looking at you like, you yeah. did all that? For, for what now? What? You know what I mean? And I had agents, I had... Um, Agents texted me when the deal was the four-year, 52-and-a-half, whatever he got from the Jets. Like, oh, Because him not playing last year, he didn't make the franchise amount. Yep. It was like 15, 16, whatever it was. Um, so he did not get that. So agents were like, he screwed himself out of that money that he cannot recoup. But but on the flip side, he didn't play for a year. And he's and he might be your healthy in a position that's too, extremely taxing. Man, he got and, more guaranteed and, and money. That, that part of it was something I was trying to argue with somebody on Facebook, and it's, that's why. On Facebook, of all places. Yeah, no. Why don't you just go on Twitter and argue with some, some people? Because Twitter yeah. just. Twitter's uh, a better place did, to argue. I did that last week, <laughs> and you saw that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, about time. I'm tired of doing this shit myself. <laughs> I'm like, you see, you know what? What did you say to me earlier? Say, Ken, I'm in a good place. I'm, I'm trying to put that put that negative energy out there. Yeah. I'm in a good place. Yeah. Not, arguments are negative. They can be. They could with be. people on, on Twitter. T- on Twitter, are, yeah. You know, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. I think people ignored the fact that 
Yo, is he, a year he's rested. Being, he's as, rested. But here's the thing: he spent all this time away from the Jets right now. Right, now he's not he there. Play. Now, so we'll, we'll get listen, to them in a second. Right? It's like, do you Ooh, do whatever oh. whatever makes Le'Veon Bell peak? Le'Veon Bell, go ahead, do it. Right. But he has put himself in a position to be in criticized. a position to be criticized Absolutely. unmercilessly if he doesn't perform. Doesn't perform. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it all hinges on Le'Veon. Like he can do whatever. I'm never mad at somebody betting. No. on I was going to say that we no, all, we always we commend athletes up here for betting because on themselves. I think it's a lot because you have to do to that it. yourself professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did, you, you did it when you made all your moves. Yeah, you said forget <laughs> everybody else. When you had your Le'Veon thanks. thing. <laughs> Who me? No, no, you. Oh, I was like, I had no Le'Veon thing. I was like, I haven't done that. You made look like you said. What, no matter, look, we support people um, making moves mm-hmm. for the best of their situation and what's best for their career. And I agree with you. I think nine out of ten people would be with that. Would regular workers even though i do think the thing you bring about a media about us having limited jobs and mm-hmm. we're kind of happy it's to real have the it's ones real we do. that's so, real so yeah. when people are like oh congrats again <laughs> yeah and they say it just like that it's like i understand that Yo, but the opportunity is also limited which they should understand right the opportunity to move up somewhere or do something that's better for yourself is also limited. Right. and when those come about mm-hmm. you got to try to take you have to try to take them right that's just the game it is what right. it is if you're mad about that I mean, Man, it's, it's, you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, and it's not like none of the moves were lateral either, right? So. No, it, no, no, they were. But that's what made them more mad. Because Kimberly's like, I'm gonna make them more mad. No, they weren't. It wasn't like this. It was like this and this. So it's going higher and higher. <laughs> and it, not lateral, you see, you know what I like about that? You're keeping the same energy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't begrudge anybody. Like, listen, especially in this biz. Um, the job we don't know if, as somebody who started in newspapers. Yeah, fam, you don't right. know how long newspaper. You know, will be around. You don't know how long you'll have the. I don't know how long I'll be at Yahoo, but I know while I'm there, I'm gonna, gonna try it. to push yeah. the envelope. Or I'm gonna try to push myself to do things that I haven't done. So, you know, I, I look at it like I can get fired tomorrow, but I don't. I I don't regret anything that I've no done. Sh- no, because I. Who knows? Maybe I wouldn't be at this table right now if I didn't. Make that's not true. That's not know. true. You're one, you, that's you not know. true. She, you're one of my favorite yeah. people in the media. I mean, that's I've, not I, true. I've been reading you since Newsday. <laughs> so, like, I'm never going to. See, I would <laughs> say. He that. known you for, like, how long? I, so, you would have been in the same So, table you would have been regardless. here. Now, now, would we have a table to be at <laughs> yeah, if, that's we the didn't, question. if we <laughs> didn't have, if we didn't bet on ourselves? And that's the problem. See, you know that's probably I mean? the better question. You know? But that's part of it too, right? Yeah, well, you, you know what's funny? I want to shift for a second to like career stuff because um, you talking about this makes me think about just what you've been through in the last couple of years. I don't say been through like you've been through some like tragedy or something like nah. that. But just what you've experienced in career. What you've overcome. Brian <laughs> brought up the word jealousy, right? Oh, and, yes. And, Back and, to this. And I will Kim say, doesn't want to go here. I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's jealousy. What, I'm sa- what I will I, say I'm is... I'm speaking for you. I'm your hype man. That's what we're doing. <laughs> she didn't ask for that. I'm, I'm the hype man here. Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. jealousy. Right, Do you feel... <laughs> People changed in any way around you, or was it harder dealing with people as you didn't make Ooh. lateral moves and you kind of went up, 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 and continue to go up? Um, do you think Do you think things changed in the way people were around you, viewed you as a writer, or maybe judged your work? I wonder just how things because I feel things do change somewhat as you do different things in your career and how you possibly could be perceived. But have you felt that? And were they judging anything beyond your work? Yeah, you know, I uh, but I think we probably talked about this before, but just for me, it's always like, oh, she got another job, oh, because 
being a person of, of color, mm-hmm. people uh-huh. looking for diversity now. Oh, look, she got another job. Shocking. Like, you wonder if, like, some of that is in people's mind, too, which is why it's really important for me to be a good writer or try to be, be an yeah. even better writer and, like, work on that craft because you never want people to to question the legitimacy of your position, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, as a woman, too, and a, as a female of color, it, it's it's even more important for me um, that that I don't think I'm, like, I'm still, what is it, seven months maybe at Yahoo? Like, mm-hmm. I'm still learning how to attack the NFL from a, from a national standpoint. Like, yeah. You know, when it's when it's teams that you like Green Bay, like I haven't been in that locker room yet. You know what I mean? But it's like, how do you forge relationships with teams that are on the opposite side of the coast? You know, um, that's stuff that that you still have to understand and, and realize that Yahoo has a national audience. So writing stories that will appeal like like I know at Newsday, like um, Jets all the time, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, but to me, like I still write about the Jets because I'm here. I write about the Giants a lot. Um, so, so I, I don't know. I think, I think some, for some people, you know, they may question like, why she got to, why she got to do that? Who, who, who's she? The people aren't watching. The way Kimberly pulled her head back. The voices are funny. You know, but <laughs> again, you know, I think that's in my mind too, especially places that, um, you know, that I've left also. It's like important, like, you know, sort of like. Because I, st- I have friends tell me all the time, like, yo, I was in this, like, press room, and they were like, why would she, why would she leave the Washington Post? Like, that's so crazy. Um, still, you know, and it's been... Oh, that, yeah. you, know, you know what that the voice is? That's the voice of a hater. <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, so it's, it's still... The voice of something else. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard, you know, it, it's... It, sometimes I have a hard time even, like, I don't stop long enough to realize, like, holy crap. Like, you moved around a lot, girl. Like, sit your ass still for a second. You know what I mean? Like, you don't... But, but I think I'm in, a, I'm in a good place of, of, okay, this job is challenging me and it's kicking my ass in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all good. Like, that's all good. And whether people question whether I'm good or not, um, I think I've built a reputation. I'm still trying to build a reputation as somebody who is fair, and who's talented and still has a ceiling that she hasn't, you know, come close to reaching, you yeah, know? So yeah. I can't, so what, what, I, I try not to get too caught up in what people say, but I think it's almost like the Baker mentality. Like mm. you said, like people wondering what people expected me to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of use that in a sense as fuel use sometimes. Fuel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're so, you know, when you're focused more on, people what they the negative stuff they could potentially be thinking or whatever i think there are enough people that know me in the industry yeah and when they see me come into their press room like now it's like oh shoot like i went to jets the other day for gase's <laughs> introductory press room. it's like oh here come the columnist oh. parachuting in okay but see, those, for the but drama see, but those but are the guys like, that yeah, you those are my with guys. And, right, so yeah. you know i think it's more like you get a lot of that playful stuff i think yeah. that's more of this the I don't think any of the people that are cool with me and and know me well right wish me harm or or are surprised that that okay you know she she's able to do some good yeah work. And you are, know me yeah go ahead are you enjoying doing more on camera stuff now am I enjoying it I I do like it it is not 
the natural like element for mm. me. It is just not. It's mm. just not. Um, but I recognize that it's part of the gig now. Like you have to be able to be on camera. Um, so so to me, like it was very important that like like I said, I was in Cleveland uh, recently. It was very important that I was getting on camera sit downs with John Dorsey, the GM, and Freddie Kitchen, the head coach, and Jarvis Landry, and, and getting Baker on camera. That was important yep. because I understand that at Yahoo especially, like, we we do video. Yep. Um, so if I'm not producing that, you know what I mean? So it's like I'm working to put all that together. Now it's not just – a lot of people that do on-camera interviews, like, they don't have to worry about doing a story. Right. Like, I still have to – like, to me, the video is, like, the extra stuff, mm. but the video – to me is is important in a different way as well. Let's transition to Cleveland. What was your time? How was it being out there, spending the time you did out there? They're a team that is now their expectations have gone up on that team. Uh, they were what, seven, eight, and one last seven, season. Eight, one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now a lot of people thinking they could challenge uh, in the AFC. What do you think of the team? When I read your piece, it sounds like there's definitely a mindset shift. The players sound very confident, but not overconfident. No, and it's funny because uh, Dorsey, when we sat down last week, he was like, oh, don't believe the hype, you know, this is a, using the Gettleman line of this is a three-year, <laughs> right. like, you know, because right. he was like, listen, Kip, we were 7-8-1 and one, and third, and we finished third in the AFC North, right? So this is a three-year plan. And I was like... <laughs> Now your head now 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 your look was like because look at the players you have in this roster. I'm this like, is, this isn't a three year plan roster right now. No, I'm it's, like, it's John, a three year plan to win Super Bowls for I'm the next like, three years. Stop right. it. Um, you should have said that on camera. So, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking because that too. the question that I asked him was, "Would you?" It seems like a very aggressive rebuild that you're trying to uh, carry out right now. Would you agree with that characterization? He was like, "Actually, I would firmly disagree." That's actually not at all how John Dorsey sounds. <laughs> he he didn't do that, that chair show. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, yeah, actually, actually, he was sitting in a chair like this. He was like, no, Kimberly. Yeah. He was like, yeah, so yeah, chill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he was like, no, I would disagree with that. This is like, we were third in the AFC North. Like, this is a three-year plan. And But to me, the difference is he and, and Gettleman got their new jobs the same year. Mm-hmm. Dorsey came in maybe huh. a couple months before Gettleman or something like that. Yeah. But same time frame. But look at how we're looking at these two teams, right? Now, and I'm not saying that Gettleman's plan is, like, Dorsey's plan is the right one versus Gettleman. I'm I'm not saying that. But it's just interesting, two guys that have taken over a sort of rebuild of a franchise in the same amount of time. Now, Dorsey also was like, I see Baker. I'm taking him at one. And during that draft, everybody pre-draft was like, oh, they're taking Darnold. They're taking yep. Darnold. And Dorsey loved that. They, they loved the fact that that little subterfuge, like, oh, everybody thinks we're going. And then right up to the, like, couple, like a day or two before, it's like, oh, wait. There are actually Baker. rumors that they're that taking shift. Baker. They're mm-hmm. taking Baker. And what do you know? But so I, I, I don't agree with him. At all, that this is 100% aggressive. I think he's because just saying that. Though. He's just saying that because, yeah. and, he, and it's funny because I talk, when I talked to Kitchens and him, like Kitchens was sort of like, listen, you know, all you guys in the media talking about, I can't do a Southern like, <laughs> accent. All you guys the, vo- the voices in this podcast, the voices in this episode's podcast, like, like Kimberly. Who's this now? Oh, I almost, I almost don't want her to like ever try to imitate me. It's going to be really bad. Can you do a Dexter impression? I cannot do it. Nah. Oh, Pitt's number one. Pitt's number one. <laughs> 
Man, get out of here. Did I laugh too hard at that? That was funny. That was funny. That's I'm mad I even brought that up. Like, I just screwed myself. I'm the one that asked. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, you did. I talked about doing voices. Yeah. But the, you know, horrible job, Kimberly. Horrible my bad, job. My bad, my bad, Kimberly. But Dexter does think Pitt is number uh, one. 100%, and he's so wrong. But, uh, wow. So, but you thought she was going to let that slide? No, no. No, no. Um, but Kitchens is saying, like, the media loves to ask about pressure, right? And right. He's like, we're playing football. Come on now. You know? Um, right. But he's like, everybody loves to watch a car crash. Yes. Because they slow down and they turn around. They watch. He, and he's like, yep. there's not going to be a crash here. I'm like, okay. Be- I don't believe that's true. I'm not saying they will crash and burn, but I'm saying they're trying. What they want to do is instill in all these guys, look, F all that individual stuff. Like, you're mm. a team. Yeah, yeah. So... You cannot come in here thinking you're going to get X amount of catches every game for 100 and some plus yards. Or you're going to run like you're going to get the ball for like 25 rushes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we have so many guys. It's about the team concept and everybody has to sacrifice. Right. And now management is trying to, you know, instill that into the team and understand that, like, if we don't put in the work now, like, forget what happens in the season. Yeah. Like, this is where you guys have to bond, as, get to know each other as a team, because a lot of new guys. I mean, between Kareem Hunt, who's suspended until week eight, but you got Odell, and you got Sheldon Richardson and Vernon. And, you know, it's like, they, they've. At, this is why I don't agree with, with Dorsey, and I think he's, you know, he has to say, you know, we're taking it day by day. Because if you're going to tell the players, focus, Win the day. Like, that's their big mantra there. It's like, win the day. Win the day. Win the day. You know, fo- what does that I mean? get it. Every day, be the best you can be today. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And you gotta, like, repeat that so that guys aren't like, so Adele's not looking at the calendar, like, when do I play so and so? Or, like, you know, mm-hmm. guys aren't looking yeah, too yeah. far ahead and mess up the stuff in front of them. Mm-hmm. I completely get that. But you do His not go out. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was my, I don't believe any of that crap. <laughs> Understood. But. but you don't if you're on in the midst of a rebuild like three years slow slow build you don't go out and trade for Odell exactly. Beckham you yeah. don't you True don't story. need Sheldon he's a, Richardson he's you know a win I mean? now player you know what I'm saying what? this is like we've got the quarterback we are not wasting any of Baker's prime right especially like, that he's cheap especially cheap. since right he's cheap. now yeah. and you know he's got to take and this is one of the things Dorsey said on camera sort of like in year two mm-hmm. he's like this kid has to has to learn how to master the quarterback position. And that's not that's any quarterback going in from year one to year two because his point was these guys during pre-draft, they're focusing on, they're doing all the stuff they need to do to get drafted. They're not doing anything pre-draft that, that's centered on winning football games. It's like mm. that happens once you get in the building and everything's being thrown at you. Okay, now you have a full season. All right, got the off season. Now... Teams got tape on. I mean, they they know what you can do now. Mm-hmm. You're not going to surprise anybody. So how do you be better? How do you take that next step? So he's like, okay, Baker's in year two. He's got a lot of growing to do, and not. I don't mean that in a bad way, but he just has to go to the next step. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you surround him with offensive talent, more offensive talent? And while you're at it, go out and get some pass rushers, get some corners, really beef up the defense too. So no, John Dorsey. 
This is not this a three-year not, rebuild. I Stop mean, it. who are we Stop kidding? Stop it. But, but I understand why he's trying to sort he of temper extra. And yeah. he said, don't don't believe the hype. Well, yeah. you don't want to do. Do you know how long Browns fans have been waiting for any kind That's of hype? True. Right. But you 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 also, but I get it because you don't want to do the Rex Ryan thing. Oh, I'm not coming in here. To, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up, and you were there covering the team, and mm-hmm. so I was mm-hmm. there too. Yeah, golden years. He came in. He yeah. We'll get to that team in a second. Rex Ryan came in and said, "You know, he's, he wasn't here to kill kiss, this Belichick's uh-huh. rings." You want to be. You want to be where expectations are sky high. And let's let's be fair. I mean, <laughs> they went to back to back AFC Championship games in his with first Eric Mangini's players, but okay. Mm-hmm. That's actually and Mark player. Sanchez at quarterback. That's a, fair, but again, that's another organization. Point. That's a good point. That moved up and said, "That's our guy." Mm-hmm. They moved up from like I don't know sixteen. They moved up twelve spots, spots. Yeah, to, to get him at there. five. They right. took him at five. Or five. So yeah. I, so I applaud. You may disagree whether Mark Sanchez off of like one year as a starter, but they were whatever. Like, this USC, is not a rebuild, but this is our guy. Right. And had they not started tinkering with the other stuff and not wanting to pay Fanica or not wanting to like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like maybe that team could have. Could have continued. Um, But, yes, I I agree that, see, to me, Kitchens is similar to Rex, not with the super loud bravado, Mm -hmm. but Kitchens is himself. Like, he'll tell you what he thinks. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's super confident. Like, Baker on video did this, like... I was like, you know, you did the Dorsey impression, you know, with the glasses and you're like, eh, buddy boy, you know, he did that. And I was like, so do a Kitchens, you know, impression. He's like, oh, it's kind of redneck. And he he hates when I use that word, but he's like, you know, you got the hands and you stick out your belly like this. And it's just like, you know, so, but the thing about Kitchens is like, he's got this like Southern, heavy Southern accent and like. And one thing Dorsey was like, don't mistake that Southern accent. Like, this man doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he is very smart. And he believes in himself. And he's sort of like, F it. I don't have to convince you that I'm good. I don't, like, as a, as a coach, like, I don't, because I even said to him, like, why is a 40-something-year-old coach who's never been a head coach before, mm-hmm. why, and you've been in, you've had jobs upon jobs, why are you the right guy? And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't have to convince you of shit. You know what I mean? But you I, know what I mean? And I, I, like I, that I like it. I, I just love that. it. Yeah, I love word. it. Because that, it's weird. It's like, I wouldn't describe them as like a motley crew of guys, but it's like each guy that's here mm-hmm. from Dorsey, like fired by the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. After taking Patrick Mahomes, there were issues internally about how he did the job. Okay. He's got something to prove. Whether whether all these guys want to admit it, they, they all individually something have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Kitchens, like 40-something years old, never been a head coach. Can he be the guy? Baker, was last year a fluke? In year two, can you be as good as we think you are? Odell, you never won with the Giants. You got all, like, really. Can you turn oh, this You know what right. I mean? Like, Odell really, off of that one-handed catch. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's lived off of that one-handed catch for a long time. He is phenomenal talent, but he's hurt a lot, mm-hmm. and he hurts himself with the extra stuff that he does. Right. The leaving. Oh, I was dehydrated. I don't, I don't drink water now. I will not kill him one hundred percent for that because I don't like drinking water myself. What? I don't. Wrong it's with a separate. That's a separate podcast. Ooh. But so, but I Hopefully mean, like different voices. <laughs> but you know, like. Oh, sorry. Let me just note: people who go to Syracuse don't drink water. Okay. So anyway. So anyway. Um, moving. Wait, for real? Moving. Yeah, no. Don't. Okay. So moving on from this. Wait, Syracuse. I thought that was. Syracuse. No, no he's just being a jerk. <laughs> You brought up the word dysfunction, so you know where we're going with this. Do do. 
I was it. We're getting music now, yeah, too? Sorry, oh, sorry. Man. I'm in a good place, man. I'm going on vacation soon. Yeah, you I'm t- in yeah, you, 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 I, I don't, I'm almost is this, like... Is this the last thing, like, work-related? Oh, no, I got you? some work. No, no, okay. I got some work okay. to do. Uh, I thought we the last thing you do before you go, okay, on vacation. No, I got, yeah. Um, End of the week. Now I'm like, how are you going to be when you come back from vacation? <laughs> because I know... Angry. Annoyed? No. Angry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Angry. We're not going to tell the people where you're going, but I know where you're going. and. You're gonna have a lovely time I'm there. Gonna have a lovely time. You're gonna have a lovely <laughs> time there. On, yes. Yeah. If you come back here angry, I'm gonna be mad. At, I'm gonna be angry at you. No, I'm gonna be <laughs> angry when I land at Newark Airport. Like, ah, oh, damn. Like, it's over. It, it, it's it, over. It, it is a pretty. It is a pretty. <laughs> back to the Browns. <laughs> like, back to the yeah, grind. Okay, right, but see. we're enjoying this happy place, right? Yes. So dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, you now will... you're gonna make it an unhappy place. Thanks. No, no, no. We're gonna be happy about this. We're gonna laugh about this. this not, I'm not gonna be unhappy. No, are you still, don't are laugh you still, at the Jets fan. Are you no. still a Jet fan? <laughs> no, just continue. That might take me to Just continue. Place. I don't even um, think you need to answer that any any better than that. I texted That's perfect. You, I texted you um after shocking news of McCagnan being fired. And I was in Cleveland watching practice. And I was like, wait, what? Okay, no. that was going to be my question. I was wondering, was it also shocking to like media members? There was no... Yeah. no. yeah. Okay. Because my thing is, again, Jets fans, I don't know why some of them want to get on me. I just speak the truth as I see it. <laughs> That's your I defending said, yourself voice. I said, yes. <laughs> that, is, that is the... I am totally innocent here. Why are we... Why am I met with such animosity, Jets fans? I said... Y'all should have gotten rid of McCagney with Todd Bowles, and, and it would have been good. I saw that tweet, and I happened to agree. Yeah. We, well, we actually said this on a recent podcast. Like, normally when you bring in a different GM, they want to hire a different coach or yes. vice versa, whatever. Please, could, can you I just, to explain me, that to me, please? <laughs> I still don't get it. And what made it worse was, and again, Jets fans, I'm not killing the team. I'm saying let's live in reality a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You get rid of the head coach. Yep. And the problem is, fans often want to hang on the words that are said publicly by oh, the yes. coaches and the GMs and the front office guys. Yeah. Not mm. taking into account that a lot of that is bullshit. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That is my problem. Like, so then, they, then so they get angry at the middleman they, in right. this case. They get the mad when it's like, oh, but that's not what they said. It's like, I don't really care Why what they said. Why did you buy that? Why did like, you believe focus that? Right. on what is done. Right? Okay. Sure for so, December, McCagney should be out of here, right? Um... Then, and especially in an off-season where he had all this money to spend, all this money to spend to upgrade your team, and management was not sure about they – were, they weren't sold on him, yeah. right? But on, they still – On, on McCagnin, right? Yeah. Still, but it's like, oh, maybe things will get better. Could you explain to me you another know? situation where you would not be sold on a person doing the job and then you would say, hey, take all this money and exactly, spend it? Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's just business. Exactly. And then, not just all this money, y'all have the third pick. Oh, yes, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, yeah. A big, a big uh, I won't say franchise-changing decision, but a decision that affects no, the but, three. No, but, I mean, that's like, big. yeah. That's big. You, you're, in any draft, you're planning on getting a cornerstone at three, because no matter the like, position. Like, at three, like, those, like, that to me, you you might know who's going one, but, like, in that two, three range, it's like, we're, go- like, yeah. we have a guy that could be here potentially for like a cornerstone piece, yeah. you if the scouting's right, you should hit it, right? Yeah, shout out to R.J. Barrett, your boy. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, let the man hire a coach too. You yeah, know what I exactly. mean? It's sort of like, what are we doing? What are we Damn. doing? And Dexter got a and, green polo. That's crazy. Oh, 
That was not planned. <laughs> it's not even. <laughs> it's not even the same kind of drink. Drink. Yeah. Are you sure? Well, they, they changed their uniform. Yeah. Sure? They changed yeah, their I'm, uniforms. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know what? A lot of stuff changed up <laughs> and with the they Jets. Changed the uniform. A I lot mean, of stuff changed up, Kev. Do you like so, the new uniforms, by the way? Side, side, no. side track. Uh-uh. No? I, I, I don't like that stripe. What did we do with the stripe? I didn't mind this? it. I didn't oh. mind it. Nah. I think it'll grow. Nah. Okay. The blacks are okay, I get The black. The I do. The black. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said, said it. A lot of people around the NFL saying that, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not feeling the uniform. I love the helmets, though. Love the helmets. I think that's what I like about the uniform. I like, I, see, when they have the color rush, like... I yeah. hated the uniforms, so I'm like, just use the that helmet, helmet is all good. the time. But, okay, but back to McKagan. Um, yeah, right. no, McKagan had no business being here. And and what gets me is the power structure with the Jets. Hmm. I do not believe that power structure works with the Jets. Like, And the power structure is GM, head coach on the same level, and they report independently to, to, the, to the owner, oh, CEO, man. right now. Before it was Woody Johnson, now he's off with Trump, and now like <sighs> it's Christopher Johnson, his brother, right? So Another reason for Dexter to not be a fan of the team. <laughs> I ain't going to speak on that. But yes, you kind of spoke on it by just I'm saying sad. that. Got you. So that's your. That's your so, I'm not going to speak on that voice. But you know how yeah, I feel. Yo, yeah. How many voices? You have a voice for I have everything. A lot. I honestly feel like I should uh, voice cartoons. If I could, like, I've I always, really think, or just I start should. a podcast called The Million Voices of Kimberly <laughs> I just, Martin. I really. <laughs> I feel like I could do it too. I always do these different voices. My daughter, she finds quite entertaining. We'll do that in another podcast. Well, no, because you've done a couple you've of these. Do you've couple done them off air, yeah. and they're you have one. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway, I'm sorry. Maybe we should do a podcast. Maybe together. that it sounds like <laughs> different voices. That's a, different, that's a podcast am... special that you guys should. Maybe you'll come back another podcast. We'll just do voices. That's all. So we're gonna do. Can we? Yeah. We'll, we'll just have talk, hard to talk tell voices cartoon. and just like throw insults at Syracuse and Kimberly and. Yeah, just, be pretty you know, good. I'm gonna let it go. People I'm don't drink place. water. Just, you know. Well, I mean, look, college football is three months away. We'll see. College basketball right after that. Yeah. So you know, yeah. is Pitt supposed to be good this year? Syracuse football. <laughs> silence. Silence in the room. Silence. Silence on on, on <laughs> I mean, because as much your as school we don't want, got a football as, team. As much as we want to get on each other about whose team is better, I mean, we both know they're just not really good but, right now. Um, right now, not, it's not, it's not and I'm, I can't. I'm not even going to talk so about you, basketball. So you you saved the 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 trash talking for basketball season. Oh, 100. <laughs> oh, and it's like the other way around for me. Like I couldn't say anything. I could say anything in football season. <laughs> Y'all getting better. But I, Y'all getting we better. are, but I couldn't say anything. And remember this year was it was the last time I saw you. The last time you were up here, we were about here, to play each other. Yeah, and then what happened? The Saturday <laughs> I mean, happened, I you. and you I had you had the audacity to send me a text. <laughs> like I was, we were winning, and I was going to text her in the second half, and I was going to tweet her, and I didn't do it. And then they, the universe was they like, ended up, they ended up, they ended up not doing anything. No, and you tweeted out at me and put like, "How about that pick game, Dexter Henry?" Ha ha, some kind of meme. Damn, with the last me. name too. No, she just no, she just put my my oh, Twitter mention. So you called okay, and I was like, I was like, yo, damn, I thought she was gonna let me slide though. No, Mm-mm. I really thought she was gonna be. I was like, yo, you know, I didn't even text her and come at her. She's gonna yeah, let I'm me gonna be. Come at you, yeah. No, she didn't. She she did not forget. No. I mean, she was, she was like, we just did this podcast last week. I was coming for you. <laughs> I mean, y'all y'all were bantering about this up here. But I, thought I didn't she, think I, I didn't think she, it was gonna. Slide I thought off. because of the kind person that she generally is, no. she was gonna be like, yo, it was a tough loss. You guys were kind of beating us the whole way at home. And I'm gonna just let no, it I think I sent like a hair flip gif or something. Like I know I did something. <laughs> That's extra. actually what it was. I feel like gift. it was like. Oh, so oh, you decided you like to go? Extra. You decided <laughs> no. to go extra? Oh yeah, because I know there are only so many teams that my terrible team can beat. 
And when it's hit, <laughs> come on now, you can't let that go. <laughs> you can't. But I digress. I mean, you know. But okay, not to dysfunction of our teams. My coach did run over somebody, so. Accidentally. Accidentally. I feel bad for him. Yeah, and he got a standing ovation. I'm not going to make a joke about that. Which was it's, interesting. But, it's, it was not a good year for us. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but it's not. It's not been good times for the Jets. No. Again. No. Uh, um, you. You. When that column you wrote, you talked about the. I think you said the thing that really needed to change for the team was ownership. Like. If you, oh yeah. So that on Yahoo podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I said what I said. Yeah. Stand I by mean, because <laughs> here's the thing, and it has nothing. It's none of this is personal, right? Like I have no issues. Like I think Christopher Johnson. Seems like a nice man who wants to do the job, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference between wanting to do the job well and being actually able to do the job. And one thing Mm -hmm. that should have bothered Jets fans, if you're going to take what is said publicly at face value, he was like, Christopher said, you know, it's only, you know, within the last couple months or a couple weeks that, like, I felt like I needed, like, I took a more active role in looking at what's happening. What? (laughs) Now, here's my thing. Like, Shouldn't you always be? And here's a, like you're, you've or taken wasn't over. That and he's just trying to save his ass. Exactly. So, hmm. but again, taking everything at face value. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. You took over a team from your brother. You don't know anything about about running a football team, really. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's imperative. You're already behind the eight ball, and it's imperative that you get up to speed real quick and understand. Yeah. Okay. Who's here? Who's the GM? Who's the head coach? How are they working together? Being in the building. because And also, when I say the Jets structure does not work for the Jets, like if you – like it's it's done so the GM and head coach aren't tied together so that you just toss out both at the same time. And like if the GM makes bad moves, like that shouldn't be – like the coach shouldn't – bear the brunt of that. You know, you should be able to evaluate them both independently. And while I get that intellectually, if you are going to have that structure, then you need to be involved way more from jump. Not just two months or a month before the draft or a month before, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not the time where Christopher Johnson should have realized, I need to, I need to really know what's going on here. Like, he realized Todd Bowles should have been fired, right? He was able to see that. There's enough evidence that showed you McCagnan was overmatched in this role as GM. Mm-hmm. I like the guy. Great guy. But he did not do a good good, enough, good enough job, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. And he came in that first year when they went 10-6 and six and barely missed the playoffs because Fitz Magic turned Fitz Tragic yep. in Buffalo. That year when they were able to restock and reload that secondary was because Idzik had stockpiled all that money and not spent it during the Rex years. So McCagney came in with all this money, and he spent it, and they almost made the playoffs. Since then, the rosters have not been good enough. The draft picks have not been good enough. You take Christian Hackenberg, you don't deserve a job. (laughs) With the second round, you don't deserve to have – you don't. don't. And that's just being real. So – to me, there's enough evidence where this man should have been gone with Todd. But because, you let him spend all this money, okay. all the stuff. This, all and this. and mm-hmm. and I know for a fact they were not happy with him. But they were like, okay, maybe let's wait and see. Maybe okay. wait till when? It's like okay, <laughs> not sure if he's the guy, but maybe you know, maybe 
it was just the Todd Mike pairing. Maybe that was it. You know, maybe that Gaith, you know, this will be better. And then within like a month or two, it's like, oh no, this is terrible too. We've so then what did, so then what does that tell you, Kim? What was the final straw here that made them say, Okay, now we gotta do this? Or is it the reports that we've heard where there was some internal strife between him and Crazy Eyes? I mean, <laughs> the fact that Gaith stood up there and was like, I I know nothing, man. Stop I, it. I, like I I was Christopher's call. Like, to me, again, Jets fans, if you're being objective here, if you take everything they say at face value, you're telling me that you're the new head coach. They're so excited you're here. You are the guy who's going to help win games and turn the Jets around. But management is not telling you that it wants to get rid of the GM until management has already made the decision. Like, that to me is just very hard to fathom. Also, think about how that sounds if you take out the football element. But it's where like it's you don't matter. Any, it where it's right. just you any don't matter. Job. Right, you don't care you, about me. You don't matter. You say and that, that you so it's sort of like what are you saying? Are you saying like you matter so little that your opinion doesn't isn't taken into account? Uh-huh. No, that can't be it because right now you are involved you're the interim GM Ugh. and you are involved in in creating the list of guys that will be interviewed. But oh oh, it's just Christopher. Christopher will make the decision right. on the GM. And it's sort of like who would want that job? No, at this point right now, because it's no different. Here's the problem: it's no different than when the when the Jets fired uh, Mike Tannenbaum and kept Rex. That's Mm -hmm. how they ended up with John Itzik because Mm -hmm. probably more qualified guys are looking at that situation like. Wait a second. You want to hire me as GM, but are telling me who the coach is going to be? Nah. I don't. Oh, I, I don't. Right. I don't want that. Right. And if you are somebody who's in a position, so look, I don't know where McCagney will end up, but it's a lot harder for the personnel guys to get that rebound job if you've been fired off of losing seasons, as opposed to a head coach. Look, Rex got a job in, like, two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Gase got a job in nine days. Like, yep. Todd yep. got – now, granted, he's not a head coach – but he got a job yep. real quick. Yep. You know what I mean? Another head coaching job or something. Right. So to me, it's just sort of like with the with the GMs and 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 the front office guys, you have to be even more selective because you don't get the same second chances that, the that coaches these coaches do. get. Yep. So if you are looking at, I understand some of these GM jobs don't come up a lot, but you gotta love the situation because once you get in there, the Jets organization, it's. It's a load. And right now, Gase, who, like, in, in these four months, what are we, in May? So mm-hmm. in in the five months since he's been the head coach, who, like, he's he's living it up as far as who's the most powerful right now. Like, he's got, like, plausible deniability. I, I didn't know that they were going to fire that guy. Like, I just, I was told, like, the rest of you. I didn't know. And it's like, I had nothing to do with that. Really? That, like... Just based on, like, as a New Yorker, like, who is skeptical of everything, yeah. I'm listening to it like, this does not make sense. But we thank you for coming and joining us here again. Thank you, um, thank you. We're going to go take a vacation. We don't know when we're going to mm-hmm. see you again. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully you'll come back on at some point. We'll work something through the NFL season. You know, I may have, who knows, may have another job. Who knows? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm totally playing. Yo, I'm you're totally trying to piss everybody I'm totally off. Playing. No, I'm They're staying put so for a while. Mad. Yeah, They're going to be no. so mad at you. No, I can't take moving again. Yo, could you like, if you do get another job, could you like give me this group first <laughs> so that I could so drop, I could break it like a woge bomb? Yeah. And, yeah. and be like, yo, sources, sources told me that Source she's closing. moving higher to her ceiling 
and doesn't want any of you guys to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's cool. We know you're not going anywhere. Enjoy your trip. Thank oh, you. Oh, we got to do numbers before you go. Oh, oh right. Uh, so I was looking at last time. Last time was actually Levon Hernandez. And ah, that, that, that was also very confusing because okay. like, we couldn't find a football player who was good at 61. But now we're in 81, and there are a lot of wide receivers. Oh. No, I was going to say, oh, wait. Hmm. Is, is there Quincy 80... Anunua 81? Quincy Anunua is 81. Yeah, but Is like... he who pops my mind for you when mm-hmm. you think of 81? He's is the first terrible? person you thought of? Is that not terrible? Too many years around the Jets. It's... I was going to say that. It's terrible. Yeah. That's... I need a vacation. Okay, can we just give a better number? Shout out to Quincy Anunua. No, yeah, no disrespect to Quincy. No, no. Quincy. I love Quincy's Quincy. Quincy's great dude. Yeah, I love Quincy. But it ain't going to be you. Uh, t- <laughs> Tim Brown. Possible. No, it's not going to be for you. Watch. Art Monk. Nope. Anquan Bolden. Nope. Damn, all right, guys. Kim, uh, Kim showed me no emotion there. Calvin Johnson. Very possible. Jackie Smith. Do you remember who that is? No. Me neither. Okay, cool. Uh, Amani Toomer. Huh. Wow. Good job. Okay, yeah. yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Covered I'm like the shocked that Quincy's the first name that comes to my head. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, like, prepare to get more shocked because next is Tori Holt. Oh, man. Oh, I love Tori Holt. He Those used, he's a good dude. He used to He used to murder me in Madden, bro. Oh, oh my I God. Like, yeah. He used to kill me and Madden when I was little. I used to hate him so much when I was a kid. <laughs> Dick Night Train Lane, 481. Don't know who that is. You, really? I've heard the name a bunch of times. Name, yeah. yeah, Have you? I've heard the name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is. Night Train? That's, yeah. I like that nickname. Okay. Yeah, I wonder why it's Dick and then Night Train, but that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> wow. Terrell Owens. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Terrell wow. Owens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How did I? Okay. And, and Kobe Bryant because he had 81, 81 points. points in that game. Mm. You're the you're a big Kobe fan. I, I am. thought you would. What are you going? What are you going with, Kim? Who are you going with? To maybe. Uh, uh, I like To. Okay. It's between him or Calvin. It's, so. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. What do you have? To or Calvin? Okay. So everybody's Star- To or Calvin. Dark Horse Tory Holt. Do we put because... both of them on? Right, let's let's do let's go let's go Terrell Owens. Yeah. We should give him some love because he did not go and make a speech in Canton. So let's give him some he love. He was here. also on the cover of the best football game ever, NFL 2K5. Everything comes back to a video game. I can see. As, listen, yeah, at, listen, listen. I grew up on. And it's not shit. the best NFL game ever. Yes, it is. All right, NFL uh, 2K5 is the best football game. It's ever. not. Uh, Kim, it's one not. last question. <laughs> what is the be- wait? What it's is the best football on. game then? Oh, I'm just. I'm not talking video games anymore. Oh. Uh, before you go, <laughs> anything you, good you're listening to in hip hop nowadays? No. No. All right, we'll end it there. Well, okay, we'll end it right there. <laughs> no, isn't that terrible? I am still, I'm still ODing on Beyonce's Homecoming live. Like I'm Yo, still. Yo, I still have, I still haven't even watched. It. I haven't watched it, but I'm listening to the songs, driving. Damn, you kind of remind me how to watch that. Okay, I got to do that. I got to watch. That's uh, okay. So you're big, watch. you're big Beyonce fan. What do you think of Jamel Hill's engagement video? Did you see that? Okay. I'm going to have to go and tell Jeff, like, yo, we need to... Yo, you got to step it up, right? We need to, you know, this is year five that we're... July will be five years we're together. Congratulations. So we're going to have to renew the vows and do, like, a whole montage or something. Um, no, that was great. It was fly. It was dope. It was great. I'm like, oh, my God. Jamel is literally living her best life, and I am loving yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Loving it. Me yeah. too. So happy for her. Like, yeah. No, but have you seen, did you see that video? Yeah, It was dope. It was I really did. well done. It was done. two, though. It was two. It was like, I didn't see the first one. The one she did to uh, 
ape shit, Beyonce right. and J, and then, but then another part one of another starts song. outside the library. Yeah, and that the, they merge the two together. Okay, okay, Actually, okay, they, okay. they dissolve okay. the songs, but so it's part gotcha. of one. But it's really nice. Both both parts are really nice. I mean, she is just no. It's re- it was dope. It was really good. well done. It I'm was very dope. Happy for her. All right, so five years. You better drop that video. <laughs> Pressure on you now. If you don't, if you don't, I'm gonna look at Jeff. I'm tell I tell Jeff I said hello, and I'll be like Jeff. Yeah, you gotta drop that video. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh yeah, let's do a Def Leppard song. Let's do something." Uh, like that. It sounds like you're not vibing with that. I tell. Okay, uh, all right. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> on that happy note, because Kimberly's living her best life and is about to go and enjoy a vacation. Kim, thank you for coming up again and hanging with us. We really appreciate it. It's yes. always a good time with you. My favorite NFL writer. One of the few people from Syracuse that I actually like. I appreciate um, that. Just continue the great work you're doing and keep climbing up to that ceiling Thank no you. matter how mad they are. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> all right. That's it for episode 81 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. We are calling this the Terrell Owens episode. I'm Dexter Henry. He's Brian Fonseca. Yeah. For the great Kimberly Martin. Buy merch. Yeah, buy merch. Subscribe. Support. <laughs> Uh, do all those things. Next time we got to get Kimberly Ahart. We have t-shirt. tote bags, <laughs> like <laughs> and mugs that Kimberly enjoyed drinking her water out of, and yeah. notebooks and notebooks, all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, thanks for the support, Kim. Thanks again to you. Uh, until next time, y'all. Peace. <laughs>